0: You're listening to a Count Out podcast.
1: Thank you for on the your dose of death podcast with yours truly lauren rosenberg i am happy this is the very first episode and we, before we get into the nitty-gritty i just want to give a big shout out to my sponsor grateful death match they don't have a lot going on at the moment but if you go, hit that shopping center and go to the checkout please hit up the code death for free shipping around the united states and now without further ado i think you all know why you're here I am proud to introduce my very first guest of Your Dose of Death, the man who currently holds what I believe is the most prestigious championship in all of hardcore slash deathmatch wrestling, a man who needs very little introduction. He is the rancid one, the trash with the stash. Bam, Sullivan, bam. Thank you for coming on. How do you feel being the very first guest?
0: It's my pleasure. Uh, I'm honored. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to it, and I'm happy to be here.
1: Well, thank you, Bam. I think, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day, your busy schedule. I know you just got your COVID test today, so thank you for being one of the safe
0: workers out there as well. Oh, yeah, no, of course. You know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I know a lot of people uh, have their concerns, you know, with with traveling uh, performers. So I I am being a little bit selfish by continuing to perform, but uh, if I can at least get tested regularly, you know, and wear masks and take my precautions. I think that's a fair uh, compromise. I think
1: that's a lot of fans. They just ask for that because I think right now there's times are still uncertain for the most part, but I think if we see the wrestlers taking the initiative to be safe and to do the right thing, others will hopefully follow suit. Yeah. So I hope so. So I first wanted to just say, I mean, congratulations on everything you've been able to accomplish. I think the biggest thing, of course, is the Danny Havoc Hardcore Championship. And that kind of leads into my first question. When Matt Freeman announced the tournament for Last Extravaganza and you were in it, the names that were piling up for that tournament, I mean, Alex Cologne, Lucky 13, Eric Ryan. I mean, did you yeah. expect any kind of thinking, well, maybe I could win this all?
0: Uh, I mean, of course I was excited. Um, anything Matt Tremont puts his name on, uh, I'm excited to be a part of, um, it was probably the most intimidating I've ever, ever felt in my entire life. Uh, you know, going into a tournament of, of basically a who's who of, of this style of wrestling, you know, um, I knew that I wasn't first on many people's lists. Um, that's okay. I I think I did a pretty okay job. I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate. Ah, uh, but yeah, it was definitely the 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 biggest challenge of of my my journey so far.
1: Well, um, I mean, that's great to hear because I mean, I think many people. Yes, you were the one of the underdogs going into it, but every single match I watched of yours in that tournament, you gave it a hundred percent, which is all you can ask for, and especially in that finals where I mean, you're going against Alex Colon, who personally is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. So I was like, "Damn, Alex Colon." Bam Solvin. I don't know how this is going to turn out,
0: but it turned out to be a spectacle. For sure. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I hope I didn't ruin anyone's night. Uh, I knew a lot <laughs> of people were looking forward to, uh, to Alex getting the W um, one of the best uh, I've ever wrestled uh, hands down. He, he, he that man pulled no punches. I didn't expect him to, but uh, <laughs> no, I have a few. This, this guy right here is, yeah, I have a few of them that that'll never go away, and it'll always be a reminder of the time that Alex Cologne carved me up on indie wrestling TV in front of uh, all everybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, Cologne, Cologne's the man. Uh, I, I bled buckets in that match, I thought something really bad happened. Uh, thankfully i'm you know i was able to walk i'm okay but yeah i, I lost a lot of blood i lost a lot of blood that night
1: yeah I, I was something else with that final especially i mean that weekend was really a, a, just a dedication to a man i think i'm assuming most people including yourself were inspired to do the style of wrestling you do in danny havoc and i think seeing that dedication come out of every single person in that tournament made it even more special
0: yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, uh most most definitely. Um obviously it's it is it is a tragedy. It was a terrible thing. A lot of us were affected, you know, tremendously. Um like I said in my my post-match promo, I didn't know uh Danny very long. I was fortunate enough to know him for a couple of years. Um so I I can't pretend to be one of his lifelong, you know, best mm-hmm. friends and I wouldn't uh but yeah, the, the whole weekend was just um, everything from, from the Havoc tournament to the championship to, to Matt's uh, final match with RSP and that light tube monstrosity that they Ooh. wrestled in. Like, yeah, it was just, it was, uh, you you don't really get a lot of those natural highs in life. That was definitely one of them for me. Um, I'll never forget when
1: Tremont, after his match with RSP, he said, um, it was something along the lines of, like, it doesn't it like doesn't pay to be nice just don't be an asshole something danny said i remember it was
0: yeah yeah a big thing that that danny was about was uh it, it, it's it's nice to be nice you, you know yeah, and so... um and and i think that's one of the reasons why uh danny and i uh, got along so well um, when i first met him i think he could tell that i was you know I'm, I, I like to think of myself as a pretty nice dude you know i don't like to i don't like confrontation i don't like you know, uh, upsetting people. I, I always treat everyone fair with with kindness, and and Danny did that for me as well. Um, and he didn't owe me anything. You know, I didn't. He's a, he's a fucking super. You know, what I'm saying like I'm just I was a young green green as goose shit, and uh <laughs> and he treated me with 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 such such kindness, and and that that that's a big deal to me. Cause uh, wrestling makes it very easy to be an asshole, so I was mm-hmm. very nice to see that from someone that I, I consider, uh, you know, one of the top guys in in this spot.
1: Do you have any like fond memories of him or anything like that?
0: Unfortunately, um, like I said, I, I I didn't know Danny very long. Uh, all my fortunate memories are just shooting the shit with him for a few minutes, you know, like just talking about life and you know how how you know how is he doing, how am I doing, you know, just little, you know, little, you know, uh, what do they call it? Uh, small talk, you know, here and there, uh, but always, always such kindness, uh, kindness, you know. If, even if he's like, you know, friendly ribbing some of the boys or whatever, like it was always in good fun and and never meant to hurt anybody. And like like, like I said, man, I don't, I don't mean to gush, but there's very few people out there in the world, let alone wrestling, that are like Matt Tremont and Danny Havoc and just really just good people. So any time I got to spend with Danny Havoc was a uh, a treat
1: yeah absolutely you hear from everybody just about the pure kindness in his heart even if you didn't know him long enough he treated you like family
0: yeah uh, of course Like yeah exactly like and like i said he didn't he didn't even owe me that he could have easily been a dick to me and, and he would have had every right to um that's the way things go sometimes in wrestling but he was mm-hmm. always very nice and uh for someone like me who i have horrible anxiety and social anxiety and i i not good with that kind of stuff. It was very it was very nice welcoming from someone mm-hmm. who's, like I said, at the top of his game. Well, I mean, that's
1: fantastic. So um, I've been kind of doing a little research as well. I, you're going on
0: about roughly six years in the business now, as of right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. It's the end of January, and in about a month, in about five weeks, it'll be uh, officially six years since I stepped foot officially. into a, a wrestling school. Yeah, March 3rd. Okay. And, um, March 1st, sorry. It's March I 1st. Tattooed, okay. It's t- I tattooed it. hold on. It's
1: Oh, okay. March 1st. Okay. March 1st. Smart man. That's a good way to remember your dates. <laughs> um, so it was funny because Casanova Valentine tweeted this out yesterday. The, the, the pastry death match that you said you couldn't have watched because it was all happening to you. <laughs> um, and so I went, I went and watched it today before. Cause I mean, you know, Oh, thank you. And, um, I can't help but notice, I mean, the crowd. Like, were you originally a heel?
0: Uh, I've been a heel most of my uh okay. Mo- most of my career, although I I am used truth, to seeing you getting cheered, so yeah, it's like, I mean, oh, what? I mean, truth, truth be told, I I much prefer being a, a babyface. It's much closer oh. to my my real life personality, which makes it a lot easier. I feel like people can see through um things that aren't authentic. Uh so it's easier for me to be to be a babyface, but but yes, uh, for most of my, my career I was a heel. And uh, going into a brewery, you know, in which Casanova is like the fucking king of, uh, the crowd was so yeah, clear. it was only natural. I, I didn't my job was my job was easy. I, I just looked at them and they hated me. And I, <laughs> I, I I cut I cut a promo beforehand where I I knocked the 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 IPAs and I said Heinekens are the, the real man's beer and <laughs> they just hated it and it was it was all in good fun. <laughs> Yeah, you can't mess with people who drink IPAs, man.
1: They they love to hate on others. They're like, oh, screw the light beers. It's all about IPAs. Oh yeah,
0: it's a bunch of gatekeeping elitists, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun. I I I like being a heel. It's 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 fun, man. You know, you get to kind of mess with the crowd a bit. And uh, Casanova is just instantly over as a baby, so it was only natural that they. I mean, they that's hate that's it. his
1: neck of the woods up there. Yeah,
0: well. we're up in Brooklyn. I mean, come on, I stood no chance.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Um, so I think the big part from
1: that match was the infamous dildo that was used.
0: The, the, the it was like it yes. was like dildo with screws. Yes, that me. was actually uh that was the second iteration of Satan cock. Uh, the first one, <laughs> right. the first one, uh, if my information's correctly, uh, got lost on the subway. <laughs> actually turned into like this big viral meme, where it's because people just found the spiked dildo on oh the subway. My and it blew up and like it not even like outside of wrestling crowds like it was it was crazy it was crazy and Wait. unfortunately unfortunately uh, i was never returned so this is that oh, that was okay. satan cock 2.0 that i had to uh, uh suffer okay. from yeah yeah
1: well um that thing was something else and i know cass loves using his bizarre weapons and i think that is definitely one of the top in his Repertoire of weapons.
0: Yes, yes. When it comes to uh you know Low Life Louie and Connor Claxton and Casanova Valentine, yes, they they love their their deathmatch sex toys. That's that's for <laughs> sure. Claxton, yes, for sure, from what I've <laughs> seen with him. Oh um, yeah. So big
1: news today, you were just announced for GCW's Fight for Forever, or Fight Forever, correction, against Atticus Kogar for the yeah. New yeah. Underground show. Um, I kind of want since this is kind of an episode of first. I felt the need that I'd give you the open mic. Maybe you can shoot us a little promo. Oh, but yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, Atticus, listen, man, I got nothing but respect for you. Uh, you know, you're the silver-teeth silver teeth Satan. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I'm very happy. Your, your, your grills look fantastic. Uh, what is it? Is it pure hate written on his, his knuckles? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the guy's – he's a walking gimmick. You know, obviously, he must have had a very hard life, I'd imagine. But uh, I'm looking forward, to, you know, to wrestling you, man. Um, I know you got a lot of friends in the business. They, they kind of go around and just kind of take what they want and, you know, step on everyone's toes. And, and I truly hope, I truly hope you'll give me a one-on-one here. You know, I got some friends in the business, too. The Extricated, uh, the only difference is, you know, we kind of let each other fight our, our own battles. I know that's foreign to the Ohio guys. But, yeah, man, I can't wait to wrestle you. Um, like I said, I, I'm, I love your work. You got cool hair, and I, I'm looking forward to it. That was wonderful. Uh, again,
1: uh first for everyone. Bam Solomon shooting a promo on Atticus Kogar for Fight for Forever.
0: Yes, yes. And don't worry, there, there is more <laughs> words. There is more words to come. I, I do
1: like talking, so perfect. That's exactly what we love to hear. And um, who are some other guys that you've been wanting to work with, especially like hopefully when borders open up, anyone international or anyone that you haven't worked yet. That you wanted. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean. Uh. Listen. I. am I'm, I'm very. Uh, I'm still very ignorant when it comes to the death. The, the death match scene, and I don't mean that uh, disrespectfully at all. Um. This was not a genre that I grew up watching. Um. I, I kind of just stepped into it and then fell in love with it. So now I'm kind of going back and and you know trying to do some research of my own and just pay respect to the sport. But uh, in an in international. Uh, I mean. Uh, Kobayashi looks awesome. Abdullah Kobayashi. Yeah, I mean, I saw him versus Schlack and I was like, whoa, oh, like this dude's fucking yeah. legit. Um, Takeda obviously, you know, is on my list. Uh, but it, it, it excluding the international part, just mm-hmm. in general. Uh, I would love to have a match with, with G Raver. We've uh we've worked together before and like tag mm-hmm. matches and very very little bit, but I would love to actually have a one-on-one with, with Raver. I think I've done a lot of growing since the first time he wrestled, and I think I could put on a much better performance and uh and why not man the, uh the fucking king nick age um why not that would be great Th- those are probably you know, three four of the names i'm currently uh shooting for
1: those are some great names i mean Takeda, he makes everything even though like, it looks complex it's all simple
0: yeah yeah and it's uh it's effective you know it's and, effective, it's, exactly. and it's crisp and it's executed well and um he deserves obviously all the praise he's he's gotten and uh I hope to learn more about them, and hopefully, one day have that that opportunity.
1: It's always funny how in wrestling you're all you always want to be a student of the game, even from like yes. a fan's perspective. Oh yes, I'm always wanting to learn, and I'm yes. a history buff. So
0: oh, okay, uh, fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's you're you're never done. You know, you're you're always a student. You're always learning something new. Um, unfortunately, with the pandemic, a lot of us have lost opportunities to really get into a ring on a regular basis and wrestle. With the the gyms being, you know, having like wrestling follows like weird rules, and I don't know if they follow the the gym rules or whatever. But obviously, a lot of us have lost our uh, rings to wrestle in and train in. So there's there's always there's always other ways, whether it's studying tape, you know, or cutting promos in the mirror, or just re- just doing research. And you always want to be a student. You know, you never want to you never, you're never done, you know, and people who say that they're done, they're, they're giving, they're doing them, themselves a disservice.
1: Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that statement. And um, so kind of going back to MPU, since this is very recent in our memory, sure. sure. We like to take a mini trip down memory lane, but the so-called Danny Havoc, hardcore tile defense he had against Orin Vite. because that was something else, my friend, <laughs> <laughs> that was something else. I mean, First of all, like to kind of put it in perspective for the people listening to this, because this won't be on video, it'll just be solely podcast. You have these two ginormous Tokyo towers. I mean, they had to have been almost near 10 feet, like on the the support beams. And of course, you have Gorlando Death running around the place trying to make sure this contraption, I don't even know what to call it, a scaffold when the two of you were doing that infamous bump that has made the rounds on the internet. Um, I (laughs) want, I I, kind of want you to set up the stage for us on what you and Orrin were thinking with that singular spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, we had this idea, uh, I mean, honestly, I'll I'll be completely honest with you. It was actually the Orlando death squads idea. Uh, (laughs) That was, that There's was my, that was my, that was my first mistake was allowing them to, to pitch any ideas. What's just build, build your stuff, <laughs> you know, no, great, great dudes. But, uh, yeah. So we had this idea, um, with that they're like, Hey, so, uh, cause last, the month, the month before I wrestled Alex ocean and we did this, this spot off the, yeah. off the stage through a bunch of, you know, fuckery typical NPU finish. Typical, yeah. So they're like, Hey, how about we just up it one and put it on guardrails? You know, we'll make the guardrails like a V shape and then stack it on top of that, and 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 I'm thinking like, okay, but how are we reaching it? And they're like uh, a ladder, and I was like, okay, so you know, you know, we'll use the ladder or whatever, and and we'll we'll just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give him a DVD or something, and we'll we'll fly off together. So uh, I don't know if you could tell, but Oren sets me up in the contraption, and he, he goes yeah. to climb the ladder, and then he he looks at it and moves the ladder and decides to I noticed it. that yes he decides to remove it completely from the equation I trust orange judgment obviously he looked at it and just the, the tra- tra- trajectory was off whatever so he grabs me and he goes All right we're, we're going to the balcony so we, we go up to the balcony and uh, we're up there and and this is a little pet peeve like I, I love this style of wrestling. Unfortunately, when it comes to some of these spots, uh, it takes so long to set up. Yeah, kind of it kind of hurts I, the I momentum. You know, kind of hurts the flow of the match. But um, we're up there, and you know we're we're brawling, and 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 we we sit up there and we hook each other, and we're just like, all right, we're just gonna jump. <laughs> you know, we're just gonna jump. We can't we can't go down now, you know. We can't climb down. But uh, with the way the the balcony was set up, and obviously the mm-hmm. contraption wasn't meant for the balcony, so the trajectory was even worse on that. And it was just the moment we jumped, my right foot and his left foot hit the glass mm-hmm. and just slid it right off the top, and we fell back. And Orin took a really really nasty oh ball, my god uh, I straight know. on the guardrail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, uh, think I mean his first concern was, was my welfare. My first concern was his, was his welfare. And uh, you know, obviously I pinned him and that was that, but uh, yeah, things went a little haywire. Uh, But Hey, you know what? Um, You know, sometimes, you know, you watch NASCAR and sometimes there's an explosion and a car crash and it's, it's the name of the game, you know, not, not all risks pay off. Sometimes you crash and burn.
1: Yeah. I remember I was watching that night. And the internet absolutely blew up from that. And everyone's like, Are they okay? Oh my God. I just see, I'm like, I think they're both standing up or <laughs> shooting a promo. Uh, yeah. I messaged Orin actually the next day, just being like, Hey, how are you doing? Just checking up on you.
0: And he's like, I hurt that's all he says yeah and and he had to wrestle that day too uh, <sighs> i believe against yeah Reed, like I yeah think Reed Bentley ICW I, I could be wrong <laughs> it
1: was Reed um Bentley. that was whew.
0: yeah no thankfully we were okay i had that after that match i came back and i checked my phone well at first i asked the promoter like hey what'd you think how was it always and then i checked my phone and and i had 70 notifications on twitter <laughs> i've never had that many notifications on twitter in my life i had 70 And uh, you know, most of them were very nice. (laughs) Some of them, you know, you you had your your handful of oh, what a bunch of fucking idiots, you know, blah blah blah, and enjoy the hot dog and the handshake, you know, the typical nonsense, which which I think is it's all in good fun. I like it. Grandpa
1: Simpsons.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yelling at the clouds. Listen, I like it. I'll retweet it. You can voice your opinion, man. It's I don't I don't take it personally. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, it got quite the reception. Probably a better reception than if it gone smoothly. So. Yeah. you know, sometimes you, you you take the good with the bad.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think that's a good way to put it because I, I had a when I told people I was interviewing you, they're like, you have to ask about that spot. I'm like, <laughs> I'll let him talk about it because from a fan's perspective, that's a holy shit kind of spot. <laughs> and how tall was that ladder is my question.
0: The ladder was uh was like just tall enough. But the balcony was like. I don't know, 15, 20 feet, you know, like it's not it wasn't like the new hell in a cell, but it was probably like the mankind taker hell in a cell kind of height, you know, okay. just about 20 about ish feet or so. Okay. Um, uh, it's quite a tumble. But uh yeah, we're we're alive. We're alive. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um,
1: so I do actually want to go a little bit into the origin of the extracid. Sure. As much as there's you, we also have to consider shout out to Mouse, shout out to Aiden Ball. The guy, those are the guys I know from H2O. But what's the origins of that faction?
0: Yeah. So um, when I first started wrestling, uh, I I had three main trainers. One was Mike Mondo of most notably of Spirit Squad fame. And he also had a uh, ring of honor and everything. Fantastic wrestler um he was there he kind of showed me some of my basics but my 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 two real trainers were Blake Morris a uh, very good independent wrestler and uh Stockade and uh for whatever reason Stockade took a liking to me i think you know myself uh my girlfriend Victoria and Mouse and Aiden we all kind of fit this like same look that he could align himself with so we had a stable called the the Hounds of Hatred and that was like my first entry into into wrestling i used to wear face paint and i had a kilt and all this oh my ridic- God, I need to see a photo of this Yeah, all, all all this ridiculous shit. And uh so we we had this this whole stable go on and eventually it it combusted and we were kind of like revolted against stockade and we formed our own group and it was called the extricated. And uh we built to a um it was like a year long storyline from March to February, and we built to the extricated versus uh essentially like the deathmatch guys. It was G Raver. Devin Moore, Tara Calloway, Jeff Cannonball, Mm. Matt Tremont, Stockade. Okay. And we, uh, we clashed at my homeschool, NYWC. Okay. Uh, Yeah. We have every year we have a a big show called the Psycho Circus. And the main event is always. I think I've heard of it. Perhaps. And, uh, the main event is always like some multi man, like hardcore tag elimination match. And that was the big storyline that year was the Extricated versus, you know, the Deathmatch Legends, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was, it was always awesome. You know, that was, that was like my first experience meeting, meeting a lot of these guys. And, uh, it was very, very cool. And then, um, you know, once that was done, uh, stockade and the school parted ways and we were kind of left in a vacuum and we consolidated it down to just mouse myself and Aiden. And, uh, yeah, we, we pretty much been the extricated ever since.
1: Okay. That's, that's awesome. Because, um, I've seen only just the three of you, that version. So I didn't really know about these other ones. And it's always nice to learn. My next thing is like, I mean, is there anyone that you've either worked with or are friends with in the wrestling business that you want to see get more
0: opportunity? Yes. Uh, I'm going to sound biased, but of course my friends, uh, Aiden Bale and Mouse. Um, Aiden Bale is, I think, so underrated. Um You know, I I joke with him all the time because like you you look at him and he doesn't really look like an athlete, Mm -hmm. but uh, the dude moves like a fucking swan. Like he's so smooth, (laughs) so aggressive, like he just has this thing about him. Um, I think he's criminally underrated and Mouse, uh, I think, is such a great original character. You're not really going to see anything like that um the guy has no bones it's all cartilage his spine <laughs> his spine just bends he could bend it's he gnaws on everything he spits on everything he's you know he's uh, he's coronavirus worst nightmare <laughs> i think uh, i think that uh, both of those guys definitely deserve more and um, honestly i i'm not not even blowing smoke the whole h2o training academy is just loaded with uh, with talent um, Marcus Mathers, uh, Austin Luke, Christian Ross, Chris Bradley, Ryan Redfields, uh, nothing fake. like I could go on and uh, very good, it's scary good, shouldn't be good like that yet, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've only been a prom- how long's H2O been a promotion? It's been about what four or five years now for them.
0: Yeah, I think they really started in like 2015 or 2016 or so. But they didn't really have – they didn't have a school then. The school came year came years later. Yeah, that's the thing. I remember the school came a couple – I think it was only – the school's only been what? Like a
1: couple years, three couple years, maybe? years Yeah, tops, tops. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's incredible what Tremont – because Tremont's not just trained guys to do one niche thing. He wants them to do whatever they want to do to the best of their ability.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See it. yeah, of course. Uh, you know H2O is typically uh, a bit more of a hardcore promotion. Yes. Obviously, it's in the fucking name. But, uh, but yeah, no, you're not pigeonholed into that. You know, there's a lot of students that, uh, uh, aren't really doing that style and they're doing their own style and it's great. You know, they have like three different trainers at that school each Mm -hmm. they they each have their own day. So the the kids benefit from learning from a different mind each day and makes them very well-rounded and, uh, very good.
1: Well, I mean, that's amazing to hear. I mean, I saw Dylan McKay at GCW in Indianapolis back Labor Day weekend And I knew
0: H2O. I was like the only one there being like,
1: yeah, H2O. And he gives me the head nod. And I'm like, Uh, you know what's up.
0: Yeah. No, Um, Dylan's great. I can't believe I I forgot to, to mention him. He's been making waves too, man. He's been doing some crazy shit.
1: He's awesome. Yeah, he's I mean, great. All those
0: H two O guys are fantastic. Really, Sean Henderson has a special place. Sean Henderson, bottom. fucking Matt Remont's first student. I love Sean. I, I forgot. I, I always forget. He's like the first student of. He is training. the man. The man that personifies the heart and soul of H two O completely. Really? Yeah. Um. So I know you've been working there since roughly
1: around 2017. How Have you seen like your own personal growth growth at H two O since starting yeah. there?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because my my first match is actually forgotten about. Um even uh, like my first known H2O match is probably the first subterranean violence. Okay. I, I fought Jeff Cannonball and I fought Aiden Bale, and that was like my entry into the company. Okay. But uh it's funny because when you listen to the commentary, they even say the the debuting Bam Sullivan, and that that's actually wrong. I wrestled <laughs> for, I, I wrestled for them like eight months prior to that. And oh, uh, wow. and uh, it was a tag match. It was myself and my tag partner Boo at the time. Okay, against the storm of fucking entrails, which is Schlack and Dan O'Hare.
1: Oh my and, goodness! Uh, that was
0: the first time I was ever actually booed out of a building before. Uh, it, was ho- it was horrible <laughs> <You> know,
1: <laughs> At I've least you can never, laugh about
0: it now. Oh, of course. I've never felt so uncomfortable. They were they were yelling at us how like we belong. You know, we belong on their side of the guardrail and and stay the fuck away and stay home and. And trust me, it was not like good heat. It was X-Pac heat. It was bad heat. You know, oh, we were just they did not like us. So I, I was like, all right. So I, I blew my shot at Matt Tremont's company. And then uh, for whatever reason, you know, months and months and months later, when they had subterranean violence, uh, Matt reached out, and I was like, yes, please. Like I would love to come back and and you know and do better. So uh, you know, all the way from that first embarrassing performance to now, I think um, I think it speaks for itself. You know, I think I've I've worked very hard and. I've been given opportunities and, um, I've had people believe in me, you know, I I don't, uh, not to be preachy. I don't really believe in self-made men. Uh, I think, you know, you need someone to put their hand out, someone, somewhere along the lines, someone's putting a good word for you or whatever. So, uh, I've had a lot of assistance, you know, Matt Tremont believes in me. Stock, my trainer stockade believes in me. I've had a lot of good people help me out. So, um, I owe a lot to them, but yeah, definitely, it's been a complete 180 since my first time there.
1: Well, that's absolutely awesome.
0: Um, I think the thing that really
1: stands out to me when you say it, it's like it's not just about the one; it's about multiple people. And people always are like, wrestling's a singular sport. It's like
0: it can be a team in a ways. It is. It takes it, it, takes, it takes a village to grow a village. Exactly, a hundred percent. And and like I said, there's always exceptions to the rules. I'm sure that you you have some of those you know guys that really just did it on their own. Uh, mm-hmm. But from my experience, it, it it takes people to believe in you. You know, just doing good business, treating people with kindness, um, helping helping other people out, and people seeing you grow and seeing your work. Uh, I've had a few guys vouch for me. You know, the the reason why I got into no peace is because people have vouched for me. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, w- work hard and be a good person. But yeah, it definitely it's 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 more than just oh, I, I worked hard and grit my teeth. You know, it, people have to believe in you to and, and and that helps you and you network and so on and so forth.
1: Well, I mean, thank you for that. Um I think the big I think um one thing I want to ask you is. So when it comes to, like, the matches you've done, what are, like, the things you like the most in weapons? And what's your least favorite thing in weapons?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, My favorite weapon uh, by far is glass. Uh, It's unpredictable. It's one of those things that seemingly never gets old. Uh, Maybe it's because I'm still fairly new, Mm -hmm. but it seems like glass always gets a great reaction. I think the unpredictability of it adds to that reaction. You know, you never really know what you're going to get With glass, you could walk out completely unscathed, or you could scar your body permanently. So I I like that Mm -hmm. randomness to it. My least favorite weapon is uh, carpet strips. Um, Carpet strips, uh, I I say this all the time, it's all risk, no reward. Because (laughs) no one knows what the fuck they are. Everyone just thinks it's like uh, thin pieces of wood. But this wood is actually covered in nails... Yeah, but they're so they're 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 dark, they're brown, and they're they're you know about maybe like a thumbtack size. So people don't people don't really know what it is. But that shit that shit will ruin your life. Carpet strips are <laughs> terrible, and and and, uh, and kendo sticks. Um, kendo sticks just they just sting like a mother. I can't stand them. <laughs> I can't stand them. I I don't say no to a lot, you know. But uh, carpet strips are the worst. Kendo sticks are the worst. Glass is my favorite definitely Mm -hmm. okay those are some good answers um so
1: then considering those weapons you mentioned and i i I despise needles i will say that and that's for all my listeners i despise needle spots i will still watch the match but your match with alex ocean the amount of needles and then of course the two of you are sharing gifts from saw about the needles and i'm like guys I don't need these, <laughs> but, um, what, what's, what's your take on needles then since that yeah. seems to be
0: kind of the new trendy thing these days? Well, you know, I flew down to Florida and the no piece that the no piece guys, the, uh, the dead, the Orlando death squad guys are like, so, Hey, Alex wants syringes. And I'm like, Oh, fantastic. This should be, <laughs> it should be exciting. Uh, I thought they were, I thought they were actually pretty cool. You know, I, um, I actually uh, – I, I used to ask the doctor for shots when I was a kid, mm-hmm. b- believe it or not. This isn't even like some kayfabe bullshit story like when I was a <laughs> child. I used to ask the doctor for shots. I, I liked needles for some reason. Uh, weird. But um, somehow that's come back to me uh, in my wrestling career. But I, I, li- I liked it. I liked the effects. I liked them hanging out of my shoulders. Um, I liked that that the, uh, was
1: cool. I liked the shoulders. I can't uh, – the face, That just always Irks me.
0: Yeah, with the 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 cheeks like going into Yeah, cheeks, like, and then uh, they just
1: they have water in them and they just kind of
0: Yeah, haven't uh, been there yet. Uh don't see myself doing that. Uh okay. my 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 girlfriend gives me a hard time enough about some of the shit that I take. <laughs> but uh I really liked the uh the syringe door cutter spot. Um Oh yeah,
1: that was it, pretty
0: neat. I thought it looked really cool the photo the photos with it like that they're all flying and I thought that yeah. was like a nice effect. Um and people were just like, what the fuck? Are you insane? Like, what's the matter with you? And I'm like, Yes, please, please feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could
1: just tell the two of you had just great chemistry working together. And um, I think it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting what you and Atticus come up with an MPU, because I think the MPU guys, they might have something special planned, I feel like.
0: Yeah, uh, you never know what you're gonna get with the MPU guys. They're a bunch of sick masterminds. They really are. <laughs> it, like
1: I, I, I did an article. I'm also doing writing, and I did like a, I'm doing a write up on GCW 5 Forever, and P was one of the shows I said to watch. And I'm like, don't let the weird show names deter you, because that's just the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> always a very unique show name. Uh, don't know what half of them mean, but uh,
1: <laughs> I know. I, I, um, uh,
0: oh,
1: there was one I found. It was um an- Anku cow, right? Yeah. Ankhout. it was something like Welsh, or something like that. It was something with like Welsh superstition, and I'm like, who comes up with these? I'm like always genuinely curious who comes up with
0: them, and I don't yeah. know if you watched An- Anku. Did you watch it? Uh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see all of it. I saw some. I saw some. But did you see the intro spots. Uh, see the uh, intro. No, I didn't see the intro. Oh my god. It
1: it literally looked like something out of those monster truck Sunday, Sunday, Sunday commercials.
0: Oh, I listen. I gotta say. I don't. I don't I, they, they got a guy there named 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 Drew. I'm sure there's a few others involved, but is uh, mm. doing like the the production, I I love it. I think it's so great. Um, I know th- there were some weird reviews with the with some of the movie clips that they were oh, having in between the the um, matches.
1: That was for Memento Mori.
0: Yes, yeah, so we there. They're they like those like, were big clips. Oh yeah, some goodness. some people weren't. Some people didn't love it, but it was also just like, cause we, they have to set up shit, you yeah, know,
1: it's, it's it's fine filler. For exactly. Something.
0: Just so that you can at least look at something instead of just an empty arena for, you know, five, 10 minutes. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I love the production they have going on. I, I think it's the, the promo packages are sick. The hype videos are sick. Like I, I love it. the weird names, all of it, just, it makes this place special and different.
1: So I think kind of going on to MPU since you're a part of the show and since um you're working the kind of on the regular these days, how do you feel about the ring versus the no-ring concept? Like what do you prefer more?
0: Yeah, you know, I saw I saw a very interesting debate on Facebook. It might have been in the uh the Deathmatch Elite Facebook. There's like a, you know, there's like a bunch of deathmatch groups yeah. on Facebook. And there there was I a debate about there was a debate in one of them about that, about the, the novelty of the no ring compared to the ring. And uh it's I, I, I dabble back and forth with how I feel about it. On one hand, not having a ring separates them from everyone else. On the other hand, it also could limit perhaps some of the creativity involved. You know, like with the wrestling ring, you have the apron, you have the sides, you have the turnbuckle post, you have the ropes. There's so many different things you could do uh, with, with just the stage, it could be fairly limiting and uh, perhaps a lot of, some of the matches could lack uh, diversity uh, because everyone's using the same weapons it's you know what i'm saying but that's that's their niche that's what they're doing it's clearly working so i can't judge i'm mm-hmm. happy i'm happy to be a part if they want to go strictly no ring and keep the ring for special occasions i think that's great the the formula they have is is working so obviously it's not causing a burnout with with the novelty people still are tuning in so i'm all about it
1: yeah, I think that's definitely a good point where I think certain things in Deathmatch have been burnt out. I'm not gonna say what. Sure, sure. But yep. at the same time, I think the no I, I don't mind the no ring as long as it's not like something where you're gonna see it every single month. Because yeah. because then there there's a novelty to it. Of course. But there's a cool novelty because like you have the uniqueness of using soundbar in Orlando. Or I know um Time Bomb Pro has been using the no ring and has done it to success, of course yeah. well, that's Warren invites promotion yeah, up yeah there. of course and you're gonna s- you're seeing at least the idea of it being tossed around, but it's not being overdone. I think that's the big difference there
0: yeah i I don't think it's overdone uh, it's definitely becoming popular, yeah, but uh wrestling has like it, the beauty about wrestling is that there's so much of it out there. So if you don't like it, there's a million other things to watch. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this is all you have. You know, exactly. it's exactly they they have their niche. they they do it very well. The sound bar is one of the coolest venues I've I've been in.
1: It seems like um, a really cool venue.
0: Yeah, it's super dope. So I like to have my opinions, but at the same time, my general belief is that if something is working, then it is what it is. You know, and if it's working, great. So um, I used to have on my Twitter
1: um I used to have a thing that said all wrestling is better than no wrestling.
0: Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. You know, if you don't, if you don't like it, uh, don't there's watch. other, there's other things out there. Yeah, like I know Chikara uh, is it was a very cartoony comic book kind of company. Yeah. Again, you could say that's a novelty. However, they had a niche. Um, if you don't like it, exactly, and if you don't like it, there's some, there's a million other promotions to watch. Exactly,
1: and I think that's the beauty. And I think, I mean with this show I'm doing with deathmatch, I want to, this is kind of like a love letter in sorts. Thanking the guys like yourself, thanking the guys like Tremont who do deathmatch, who've given their, their support, their undying love for it, but just giving them the platform to appreciate, you know, it's not just about deathmatch, but you know, like there's, there's so much wrestling. And I mean, it's funny the people, I don't know if you've seen this a lot lately where everyone's like, oh, yeah, this bump was not saved versus this bump was saved. It's going off of the um, the new flavor of the month, as I should say, on Russell Twitter. And I think, <laughs> I think it's interesting. People are just like, oh, I don't like this. It's like, if you don't like it, why are you commenting on it?
0: Yeah, you know, um, you watch something else. I, I think, uh, think social – I'm not one of those like, oh, social media is evil kind of people, but I do think that social media has groomed us to ex- express our opinions all the time. Mm-hmm. and what happens is you know because you're online now you meet other people with similar opinions it and it reaffirms your own biases and and it you know it's very easy to become a vocal minority and i don't blame people for voicing their opinions i just wish that sometimes perhaps you would understand that uh you're not wrestling mm-hmm. so just you know just let it go. Like if Dana Brooke, I think that's who. Yeah. Dana of, Brooke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if she comes back critically injured and she broke her neck. Okay. Then maybe we need to reestablish how we feel about the power bomb choke slam. But until then, I thought it looked great. Um, I actually, it's very hard to be original in, in wrestling these days. It I've is. never seen movie like agree. that. You know, maybe it's been done before. I haven't seen it. I thought it was really cool. I also know that Nia Jax doesn't have like a great, rep and people are no. always looking she had you know some unfortunate things have happened with her and i get it and people but like you know jeff hardy could jump off a fucking 30 foot ladder <laughs> and break his tailbone and he's a hero you know exactly a, a, a powerbomb slam looked a little i guess a little rough and everyone oh she's dangerous whatever man
1: um to me i think aiden commented on yours i think his thing was the best thing i heard about it yeah, it wasn't was right. the move. It was the leg drop. Yeah. That's what bothered me more was the leg drop. Because, <laughs> oh, like that, that what she did, it was like a that was like something you see in like AJPW. But yeah, no. That, <laughs> the leg drop, that wasn't some Hulk Hogan leg drop. That was
0: whew. I know. And and you know, I, I think um I think if this was the Indies, she would have stopped with the the powerbomb choke slam. Yeah but i agree. think with 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 television when when they try to like establish moves as being like you know impossible moves to kick out of they wanted her to get that move and i don't know i don't work for the company but that's the only thing i'm thinking is that you know obviously they they they're, they're really trying to sell that leg drop so they made her do it even if it didn't come out the prettiest i oh, thought the i better. thought the i thought the finish should have just been the powerbomb choke slam i agree you know but then again we we could armchair quarterback you know for hours if we really wanted to
1: yeah, I was going to say, I can make a whole other podcast about being an armchair quarterback in wrestling, but that's not why I'm here. <laughs> um, but again, I think we're just about close to being done here, Bam. Again, I want to thank you so much for being the very first guest of Your Dose of Death. You've been a fantastic guest. Oh, so thank you. something awesome. I kind of wanted to finish off with is a little game I want to do with most of my guests. It's word association. Okay. So if I say a name or something like that, I want you to do Give your honest opinion. It can be long, it can be short, it can be whatever you want it to be. So, sure. the first word I'm going to say is 440.
0: four 0 Um, it's unavoidable. <laughs> you know Whether whether you like them or you hate them, uh, they're they're making waves and they're and they're doing good business and everyone hates them. So, there it, it's unavoidable. They're great.
1: Okay. Well, the next word I have for you is Matt Tremont.
0: Uh, amazing. Um, I could gush. He'd be. He would hate to hear it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he loves being gassed up. Uh, that's a testament to who Matt is. But uh, probably one of my favorite people in the world. One of my one of my very good friends. I would do anything for Matt. One of the nicest guys. Uh, just absolutely amazing. Incredible.
1: Okay. Well, my next word is going to be hmm, Got to put a little thought in this one um, How about
0: How about bumps Bumps uh, Time sensitive <laughs> when, I, uh, when I first got into wrestling I always heard about the infamous bump card mm-hmm. uh, And how You only have so many in you And I was 22 at the time and didn't believe it. And now we understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think the last word I want to give you. Danny Havoc Hardcore Championship.
0: Uh, it, right now, it's it's my pride and joy. You know, I, I display it proudly in my room. I love it. I think it's, this, I, this is a shoot. I think it's the most beautiful championship in, in professional wrestling. <laughs> I uh, I love what it stands for. Um, I love defending it. I love bleeding for it. I love killing myself for it. Um, it's, it's right now it's everything to me. It's not a prop. It's not just a leather belt. You know, it, it, it's a celebration of a legend and, uh, humbled isn't even the the word. Like I'm just so grateful and I hope to continue delivering and putting on good performances and paying homage to the fucking man himself. Well, I think that's a fantastic place to stop, Bam. I want to
1: thank you again for taking the time out of your day to be the very first episode of Your Dose of Debt podcast. Thank you again, Bam.
0: Hey, hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully I'll be back one day and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you.